This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And first up this hour, here's a question. Where is the line when students don't show up to class? So this comes from a TikTok posted by a Malaysian university lecturer, Hisham Cheman, and it went viral earlier this week. So in the clips, uh, he basically films himself checking up on students who skipped his lessons by visiting them at their hostels or their rented homes. So the video is literally of him knocking on people's doors, uh, students' doors, and asking them why they didn't turn up for class. So in one particular clip, uh, he questioned two girls for missing lessons when they actually were living on campus. And in the video, you can hear him saying, your friends who don't stay on campus still manage to make it to class, but you want to continue sleeping in? Do you want to go on a three-week holiday until Raya? So essentially, yes, it comes down to this particular lecturer, um, He says, you know, he takes the initiative to do this because he's concerned about absenteeism from his class. Yes. Um, And and in fact, concerned uh, because he said many don't turn up. Um, And and that's what's prompted this approach. Uh, He said it's his duty as an educator and he won't compromise on this issue. Uh, He also noted that he had actually been, he's actually been doing it now for more than 20 years. He began doing it in 2000. So it's, it's not as if it's a new thing. It's just that the ability to post it online Mm. perhaps is the part that's new. Uh, So I I think before we get into some of the reactions, it is worth saying that if you haven't yet seen the clip, um, I I want to make it very clear that his tone of voice is quite pleasant because I think if you read the... um, if you just hear us describe it and you hear the, the series of questions, I, I think it, it maybe sounds um, like there's a certain tone and there is certainly a tone. I mean, when a teacher rocks up to your residence and says, why didn't you come? Uh, that's obviously, you know, kind, you, you know where that's going. But his tone of voice is actually very, very pleasant, almost uh, cajoling. So that's that's the approach that's been taken. However, of course, the fact that he is, in fact, on people's doorsteps, knocking on doors, asking questions, that, of course, has prompted quite strong reactions. So to be fair, the reactions are split. There are many people who are also um, call, like commending him for taking this sort of extra effort and, and going you know, going the extra mile as a teacher. So uh, people are saying that uh, students should be thankful to have a lecturer like this who cares about them enough um, that, you know, parents are working hard to send their kids to college and therefore uh, someone should keep them accountable that he's, uh, he, this is something that you don't often see uh, lecturers taking the initiative to do. However, on the other side of it, of course, a number of different things. The fact that it is actually quite confronting and quite a bit to have a lecturer show up where you live and knock on your door and ask you, um, why are you not at class? Uh, the fact that these are university students and therefore they are older. And in fact, in, in, in almost all cases, practically adults. And so is this really how one should be interacting with students of that level? So very split reactions. So that's the question we're asking you. Again, we are talking about a TikTok that went viral of a university lecturer uh, checking up on students who skipped their lessons by going to their hostels, their rented homes, knocking on their door saying, hi, where were you today? Why didn't you attend? What's going on? And uh, I guess we want to hear from you on whether 
you think this is the way to go? And at the university level, uh, like what Sharmila just alluded to, you know, where people are adults, is this how students should be treated? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we're going to be joined by Dr. Vilashni Somia, Senior Lecturer at the Gender Studies Programme at University of Malaya. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're talking today about uh, where the line is when students don't show up to class, more specifically, uh, what the role of a lecturer should be. And this is after a TikTok went viral of a local university lecturer uh, checking in on students who skip their lessons, going to their hostels, their rented homes, knocking on their doors, asking them questions. So we want to hear from you. Uh, do you think this is the way to go? Uh, at the university level, is this how students should be treated? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, joining us now to discuss this, we have uh, someone who is a lecturer at the university level herself. Um, we have got Dr. Vilashni Somia, uh, who is the se- a senior lecturer at the Gender Studies Program at University of Malaya. Uh, Vila, always good to have you on with us. Hi, ladies. It's always good to be on. <laughs> uh, okay, so first things first. Um, reactions to the clip? What did you think? Well, um, well, I have to say I was a little bit gobsmacked because it's certainly something I don't do. Uh, and it's certainly something... Uh, I mean, you know, um, uh, there's a lot to, to, to take in, I have to say, simply because, um, you know, I thought it was a, a very uh, bold move on the part of the um, educator to take, to certainly go in and uh, sort of uh, reprimand his students for not coming to class. You said you don't do it. Have you seen any of your peers do something like this or, you know, these sorts of bolder measures to address issues of absenteeism? Yeah, well, I'm one of the um, um, few people who've had the the wonderful opportunity (laughs) to be a professional student and to have been at university for many years, both in Malaysia and out. Um, And I'd have to say no, although, I mean, it's absolutely normal for um, I think educators to sometimes feel really irritated and irked when students don't uh, attend, especially the amount of work you do take to prepare for, for classes, the kind of materials that you have to put out, especially today. Um, but in going to somebody's house uh, and, uh, you know, sort of waking students up, no. Uh, this I would have to be, it's a first to see. Uh, but it's not unheard of, I have to say. So you mentioned that question or the problem of people not showing up, of a lack of attendance. Is this something that you've seen? I mean, how do you approach the issue? You know, um, this thing with students um, not attending classes physically, I'd have to say, has, you know, I think has become a little bit more of an issue since we've gone past the um, the pandemic or waiting for the pandemic to come back around, right, so to speak. Um, and I, I think um, um, a lot of it is also due to the fact that you've got an entire generation of students that um, for the better part of the two years have been given the option to attend classes virtually. So um, when I do 
foresee, you know, students starting to maybe pull back because maybe classes might start getting a bit too theoretical or it might start clashing with extracurricular activities mid-semester, um, I usually have a conversation with them about what would be the best way for you to attend these classes simply because there are some weeks that are incredibly important, right? They are foundational weeks for you in order to pass the class or at least have a good semblance of what it is that you're learning. So far, that's worked for me, but I have to say, I think there needs to be some flexibility around how it is students are educated today. Um, I understand that maybe in classes that are has, has a much stronger practical, um, you know, uh, uh, part to the education, it might be difficult because let's say if you're teaching sports science or dance, you can't do that online, but um, definitely something that you have to discuss with your students. Now, the response to this has been kind of split. Some have said that the lecturer overstepped his boundaries, uh, but he has explained that it was his duty to make sure that his students make it to class. What are your thoughts on that? Um, should educators be shouldering this responsibility of ensuring that student att students attend classes, particularly when we're talking about the higher education level? No, I think this is a very important question simply because um, I think sometimes uh, people don't understand the huge difference between high school um, and uh, higher education or uh, university level education. You know, university is really the place, or at least this is what I've believed and this is what I've been told and this is what I continue to tell my students. This is where you're really shaping who you are as an adult. And becoming an adult means that, um, you know, you've got to recognize that time management and what you choose to do uh, are really related to uh, everything that, 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 that results in the new adult you when you finally leave university, right? And something like skipping classes repeatedly, while again, it can be really irritating, uh, is something that you, it's a decision that you make as an adult, right? And so uh, there are consequences to whatever actions you take. And if you choose not to come to class, then obviously the downside of that is you will fail your class, not, not as a, a teenager, but as an adult student, I think, and having them, you know, and respecting respecting the fact that they make mistakes uh, at a university level as adults, and I can't stress this enough, is essentially something you have to allow them to make, right? If they choose to play truant throughout the semester, then I'm sorry, buddy, you fail, right? And you can't come pleading as a child because you made those decisions, Um it's not, it's not always an easy decision to make, certainly because I think educators see themselves as extension of guardian of the guardians uh, or guardianship. But I think it is a necessary position to take because you, you need them to really understand the importance of showing up and, um, you know, taking responsibility for themselves. So, um, the flip side of that, and this is something that we're already seeing in the messages that we're getting, for example, from Azami, who says, hi, the lecturer simply just went the extra mile. And if our society can't appreciate it, then shame on us. These are the small gestures that will be remembered. And um, I think in the context of a time where teachers are often overstretched, overworked, do you um, agree that the time and effort he took to do this is worth commending? I mean, where does that where does that land? I mean, I can't speak for what his relationship is with his students. And I get it, you know, um, uh, at, at some point, you know, we, we do have a culture where, or at least when I was much younger, parents do look to teachers, as I said, as an extension of that parental guardianship kind of position. 
that they take, right? And this includes, uh, you know, keeping them on their toes, keeping them um, disciplined. But I think you're the time that you have, and I completely agree, right? It 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 takes so much out of your personal time and your and your everyday energy to be an educator on all levels. It isn't easy because you're constantly thinking about how not just to educate but to help your students. But I also think that they need uh, we um, educators need to also understand that that time can be spent on so many other things. For me. If it's not about pedagogy, it's really about curriculum and content, right? And I'm not sure how going to your student's house when, you know, certainly they're in, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not fully clothed or they're asleep um, uh, is uh, necessarily the right thing to do as an educator. Because again, I think those were decisions that you know, young adults take, you know, I'm going to sleep in and I'm not going to go to class, then you're not going to pick up on today's class. And if you do, you will realize that it's not sustainable. So, you know, I can't speak to the kind of relationship this educator has with his students, but I certainly can, I certainly feel that the time can be spent on better firming other aspects of your education philosophy. So, one point about this and the reason we are even talking about it is because it went viral on uh, TikTok and then on other social media platforms. And increasingly, social media has become a tool for educators to share their approaches, their opinions on how to teach, how to do their job. Is this helpful? Well, you know, um, uh, it really depends on the kind of educator you are. I, uh, for one, am the worst when it comes to social media. So I'm not I'm not a TikTok-friendly educator, but I do know some that have successfully done it, right? Um, uh, ones that I'm, for instance, incredibly um, interested in watching are educators who teach students who are neurodivergent or themselves are neurodivergent simply because I'm dyslexic myself, right? So there's a lot for us to learn and share through those kind of platforms or, you know, students who are essentially really going through a very hard time um, from the pandemic, after the pandemic in surviving mental health issues, for example, uh, or students coming, students who are minorities coming into areas that are uh, non-minority areas and really struggling to get on board because of culture shock and things like that. Uh, and also um, platforms where students and educators are able to sort of speak Really, and um, you know, as contemporaries about issues, so I, 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 I applaud those efforts, right? Especially if it's used in a way where we can clearly see how the tool is helping educators become better versions of themselves. I'm just not sure how it is when you know, um, when we fall into that very dangerous trap of revealing more than we should, um, and also not having the consent to reveal. Um, um, certain um, information backgrounds uh, and images that um, can be deemed problematic. I'd like to uh, put a message to you because um, this WhatsApp came in from Joanne who says, this sounds like now the media and the public um, making the idea of students skipping class you know, as if they are right. Where's the line of responsibility? I would ask, is this the way a university student should behave instead of should this be the way that they are treated? Where is uh, being accountable and responsible? What would this transfer to when they are in employment? No, I think um, um, Joanne, is it? Yes. Yes, Joanne. I think Joanne does have a point here. Um, I remember when I sort of graduated from university locally, um, where, you know, um, I had this wonderful opportunity to meet 
um, uh, other fellow undergraduates from um, other parts of the world from um, at, a, at an international program. And I found that they were, how do I say, so much more mature, right? They had a way of seeing the world that was very different. And that's not to say that, uh, uh, you know, our culture is immature or incapable of that kind of maturity. But I think there also is this issue where uh, we infantilize students a little bit, right? This infantilization is a problem. Um, they, while they are students, uh, they're not children. Um, and I think there has to be a, a sort of position where there is a switch where Malaysian students at local universities need to recognize that, hey, you know, I have agency. Um, I have to give my consent when it comes to revealing, you know, personal content, personal nature on my part. Uh, I have decisions to make, um, you know, that, that goes beyond things. And we don't have enough, um, how do I say, background information and context to why it is the students decide to skip class. Would they, for example, studying for another exam and, you know, something had to give? Were they working part-time and maybe uh, found that they had to make choices between attending an early morning class and, you know, trying to get some sleep? Mm -hmm. Or were they just basically lazy and decided that, you know, they just didn't want to um, attend class? So I think, again, these are decisions that they have to make. And it is really also the position of uh, the educator. While they have, they might have been, um, you know, whole, you know, in these positions, in these jobs for decades, right? But it's also the responsibility of the educator to constantly ask themselves, is this the kind of educator I need to be at this very moment for this generation? Because these things evolve as well. Education, pedagogy, the way you teach, for example, what you teach, your approach to talking about uh, certain things and the boundaries that you set with students have to continuously evolve. You need to be better versions of yourself just as students need to be better versions of themselves. So in closing, do the boundaries between teacher and student need to be more well-defined? Um, how can these be established in general? Well, yes. I mean, following up from what I just said, they absolutely have to be much, you know, um, much better defined. I think um, simply because, you know, something as simple as this um, opens up a huge conversation to, you know, power dynamics that's happening between educator and student, right? Um, what happened if, you know, certainly it's easy at this point because the educator is male and the student's uh, rooms that he entered were also male, right? But on the flip side, if this, this was an open practice for everyone, I, a female educator entering, say, male students' dormitories or female and female as well, um, what kind of recommendation do you make if one is a male educator telling off female students who couldn't come to class for, say, maybe not feeling well or, you know, experiencing something that was um, that they felt that wasn't comfortable enough to, uh, they weren't comfortable enough to talk about. And also, like I said, power dynamics. Um, are you an educator with, uh, you know, holding on to a cane and, you know, wanting everybody to be so frightened that they attend your classes but don't understand what you teach? Or are you the educator that says, I'm going to recognize essentially the boundaries between you and I. I'm not your mother. I'm not your parent. I'm here to teach you. You have to do what you need to do in order to, number one, pass the class or fail. Do what you need to do to get through the entire degree program and what you need to do to become better self-serving adults. Villa, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me, ladies, and um, blessed Hari Raya to everyone. 
Have a good weekend. Um, that was Dr. Vilashni Somia, Senior Lecturer at the Gender Studies Program at University Malaya, weighing in on a clip um, that went viral uh, on TikTok of a Malaysian university lecturer posting himself checking on students who skipped his lessons by going to their hostels, their homes, knocking on doors, asking questions. And so we've been asking you, um, do you think this is the way to go at the university level? Um, is this how we want to see students treated? Again, um, with the recognition that they are essentially adults. Uh, that number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish feudal mentality. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.37 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Charmila. We started off our show today with um, an, a conversation about an interesting clip um, because there have been, uh, there was a TikTok that went viral um, posted by the person in the video, actually, a local lecturer who was checking up on students who skipped his lessons by going to their hostels, their rooms, their homes and saying, um, why did you miss lessons? You know, what's going on here? And he said that he's actually been doing this for over 20 years now, that this is not something that he's willing to compromise on. And reactions online and actually even today um, in response to what we're getting has been pretty mixed. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Do you think this is the way to go? And at the university level, is this how students should be uh, treated or engaged with by their lecturers? That number to call? Double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at PFM Radio. We've got some voice notes. Uh, let's start off with Roberto. I'm a lecturer at the university, and to be very frank, perhaps because I'm foreigner, and that's one of the things that I have learned about the culture here, is that lecturers get involved way too much in the life of university students, period. From our perspective, university students are adults already. So they, they, if they do not attend, is there a problem? Is there risk? You know what I mean? It's like if I'm going to the house of my employee because he's not attending job, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it sounds crazy. It's part of the things that we need to inculcate as a holistic learning process in students at university. So I found the post when I read it, I think last week, very funny, to be very honest. Very, very funny. It's, it's yeah, we, we lecturers prepare the, the classes and everything for whoever wants to attend. Who doesn't want to attend, that's it. It's their problem they will find the consequences later, either in the university during the final examination or at work because they will need the knowledge that we are delivering to them. So that's it. I mean, I, I, really, I really don't understand how come somebody at the university will go house to house and everything like that. It's way too much. Roberto, thank you so much for that. Nice to hear from another lecturer. Our, our guest earlier was also a lecturer and I think held kind of views that very much echo this, right? This notion of at this age, part and parcel of what you're teaching students is uh, consequence and the consequences of not attending class. 
Absolutely. Um, in fact, as I was listening to Roberto, I was remembering my own university days because I did a, a two plus one degree. So I had half the half the time here at a local college and then the final year in Australia. And the shift between personal responsibility versus how much the lecturers sort of oversee you was so stark when I went to Australia. I mean, I would have been about 20 at the time. And suddenly you go there and they start treating you like an adult. If you don't want to turn up to class, that's on you. You'll miss things. Back then there were no Zoom lessons or whatever also. Um, but they are not going to come after you. Whereas here, attendance was taken. Uh, in fact, they didn't even bother with attendance in Australia because the point was, it's up to you. You should understand the value of this. So it is a cultural thing to a certain extent as well. I'm thinking about the analogy though of um, as an employer going to an employee's house mm. and saying, why didn't you show up to work today? And um, and I was just thinking about how I I feel like in some corners of our society, this would also be seen as acceptable because I, I think that there are some elements of um, as long as I'm doing something, it, may, it might be intrusive, but I'm doing it for your good and you are supposed to be responsible and show up. So I'm just reminding you of your responsibility. I think um, there's something about the whole culture of being able to tago somebody, for, in for instance, that means that I think for some, it would still be acceptable. Now, for me, I, I don't agree with that, but I can see how even at that level, that might be the case. So I do think that, um, so actually I wanted to read this from Stephen because I think the age of the student and the approach also matters, right? Because Stephen says, I remember one of my primary school teachers did a home visit for me not completing my homework over a period of time. The teacher interviewed my parents, wanted to know if there's anything happening in my household out of care and also suggested solutions to them. I got caned badly after the teacher left my home. I hated the teacher for being capable, but now being a working adult, that's a lot of dedication to do something outside of your job scope and outside of your work hours. I really appreciate her now and I wish um, and, and I wish her the best uh, for her dedication in building souls with all her heart. Now, Stephen, firstly, thank you for sharing that. This story, though, to me, strikes me as exactly the kind of educator where I would say good on them for wanting to go out of their way to make sure that a student was not facing any other challenges. But because he was in primary school. Yeah, uh, this is true. And uh, I, I think that it's also uh, the sort of unintended consequence, right, of of you not necessarily knowing yes. how a parent might react or how parents might react to being told this. Uh, I, I can see the benefits of it. I can definitely see how this was done out of care. Um, I, I do think, though, like you said, the age matters. If you're talking about somebody 12 and under, then you're talking about a child, um, somebody mm. who's... 20 and up. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a different proposition. Uh, we've also got another voice note. Here we go. Hi there, Arvin here. I totally disagree with what the, the lecturer did. I don't think a university student needs to be uh, handheld to be asked to come to class. They are adults. They are responsible for themselves. They are accountable for themselves. You as a lecturer, your only job is if they don't turn up, all right, you can actually shoot them a warning when they actually do turn up finally. Or if they don't turn up, just mark them as absent and it will affect their grades. And they are responsible for what happens to their grades. It's not your job to mother them to come to class. That is not what you do. They are way past being children and I don't think they need to uh, be mothered to come to class. If they are responsible enough, they will turn up. Arvind, thanks so much for that. Um, again, I think 
we, we've been seeing a bit of a swing in the conversation, right? I think earlier on, there were more messages and thoughts coming in that were, well, they care. You should be glad that your lecturers care. Um, and now we're hearing a little bit more on the question of boundaries. For sure. Um, well, actually, I wanted to read this from Dahlia because it actually directly speaks to um, what a lecturer, um, what it means for a lecturer to perhaps go a little bit beyond their general uh, job scope. And to show care. And to show care, right? So Dahlia says, the tone of the video from someone who's just watching it from the outside seems like it puts the students too much on the spot. Of course, I don't know what the lecturer is like or how he is with the students. He may have a different style. But this story does remind me of a lecturer I had who taught us during the pandemic. I wasn't doing super well in class. So, were, and uh, neither were a lot of my classmates. I'd skip some of the classes as well. He WhatsApped me to ask if he could have a call with me. And when he did, he was to check up on me. He then explained that I had to do what I had to do to pass the class and taught me how to write some of the reports that I'd been struggling with. I later found out that he had done this with everybody in the class and with those who had internet problems, he had offered to teach it to them again. I was super, super grateful that he did this. So I think that this is, um, I think that this is a lovely story. Um, and actually, aside from the content um, of how a lecturer chooses to kind of engage with their students, I'd like to talk about the, the format, the method, um, because the difference here is somebody messaging first to ask if they can call. Um, and that versus showing up at somebody's house, it's a very large gap. Uh, yes, I think these are the kinds of things that also empowers the student that you're dealing with and treats them as an equal whom you can help rather than sort of, I suppose, sort of pushing your help on them without knowing if they want it or not. Uh, a couple of points about about the, the public nature of the videos. So Lee Jun says, why did the lecturer have to make it viral? The only people I know who want to publicize home visits are politicians. When healthcare workers do home visits with patients, there's privacy and confidentiality issues. So we don't go putting pictures on Facebook or, or Instagram. Uh, the lecturer should respect the student's privacy. Um, yeah, I mean, Young is also saying um, if the teacher visited the students who skipped class and posted the video with the intention of shaming them, then I think it's not a good idea. Now, to be fair, the teacher, the lecturer says he's been doing this for years, like since 2000. So I don't know that the intention was to shame. And that really wasn't the tone of the video either. Um, but I do think that he thought there were lessons to be taken away from this. Jonathan simply says, I'm a university lecturer and I'm super busy. I wonder how they found the time. Actually, I was wondering this myself when I heard about the, he's been doing this for years. How does he find the time? Well, I think that um, this is where the whole goes the extra mile yes. uh, notion comes in, which Steve is also saying. So, um, yes, Uh all right. I think we will come back for this in a little bit. Again, we are talking today about a clip that's gone viral. Uh, it originated on TikTok showing a local lecturer checking up on students who skipped lessons. Uh, he visited them at their, their residences and questioned them about why it was that they weren't at class. And so responses have been mixed. We want to know, what do you think? Is this the way to go at the university level? Is this how students should be engaged with, how they should be treated? Uh, that number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.